From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Registered dietitian Susanna Melendez-Whiteman talks to us about how and why nutrition can be adjusted for injured and recovering athletes. She defines and explains the importance of understanding the concept of food insecurity and how relationship building with coaches and athletes can lead to quicker and more consistent nutrition changes. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength and conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they can offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always been, made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. I I think that's really smart of you. And that's why I'm I'm glad I got you on and, and we're talking about this because a lot of strength coaches or even up and coming RDs that just 
find themselves in a position like you, like all you have is a table. Um, you know, it's good to know your first step was to get the data of what the athletes are doing. And for the most mm-hmm. part, I'm even the most intelligent athletes at the biggest schools. If you're not providing it for them, they're not going to eat it. So, uh, or if you're not reminding them, they won't eat it. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good to have that survey and the data. So the administration could see that like, Oh, like our athletes aren't eating. So, you know, they can, you can have the, the backing of the administration and they can, you know, provide some of that stuff versus just going up to your AD and be like, I need more money for food. And they're going to be like, yeah, that's what? not going to go well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For what, but that's smart that the first, the first step you did was a survey to get the data that most of us already know is like, they're not eating there and they should mm-hmm. probably eat more and recover better and all that stuff. And then bag of pretzels. That's a, that's a big, uh, <laughs> you dropped a little nugget there. That's going to help out a lot of people. So, um, I think, I think that that's important. Now, what would you say is the biggest roadblock? And this is more for any nutritionists or RDs that are listening right now. What would you say is the biggest roadblock of working in collegiate athletics and how do you work to overcome that? I think, it depends on what program you, you attack. So for example, I came into a program that had never had a dietitian before. Mm -hmm. So that brought its own set of challenges that brought it challenges of who are you? What, what are you trying to do? Uh, what are your plans here? Um, how much of this are you planning on taking over? Like I said, I think it depends on the challenges of the of the place you're arriving at um i always i think my mentality is to leave it better than i found it sure i think that's always that's always going to be like the top priority regardless of where you go leaving it better than you found it and um if you go to a place that has already had a dietitian i think that that's also brings up another challenge because you know there are some standards that you need to that you need to fill and if you are you know, a strength coach moving into a new place without a dietitian and you're used to having one, you, you see that gap and you see that, that need to fill that gap and you can be an advocate to fill it. You're, Mm. there's no one better than the strength coach to help fill that gap. That's awesome. That's, uh, you're, I bet you're inspiring a lot of people right now to go try and uh, get some. I hope so. Some tables and everything going. I think that's that's very <laughs> very good. Now, what's some advice that you'd give to the younger, maybe the undergraduate, they're interning and trying to become an, an a, the head of department like you and try to you know do everything right for RDs with the sports performance specifically. What's some advice that you'd give to them that um, maybe they just didn't consider or like, you know, like I said, everybody wants to be you and wear all the Sam Houston state university, like gear and then be, be on the, on the field. I saw you on the, the tackling dummy or whatnot, and, oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into being a full-time person. So what's advice for the, the younger, not in age, but the younger in the profession. I think the biggest piece of advice in, it, your knowledge doesn't matter as much as your relationship with your coaching staff and your athletes mm. ever will. I think that's how I ended up on the field. That's mm. how I end up ended up at practice. That's how I ended up on the sidelines. That's how I ended up 
working with all other sports now, I think the relationships that I created with, with the athletes Mm -hmm. really took off. And, and once those relationships were established, it was, they, they, they couldn't kind of deny that next step of taking over. So for a younger dietitian, I would say, obviously learn, learn as much as you can learn as much as you can while you're in school and try to, there's not really a sports nutrition kind of concept. You might have one class. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to go out and learn. Don't be afraid to buy your own books, to look into your own podcast, to look, to read studies um, and to kind of help teach yourself in that aspect. And I would say after that is be comfortable with building relationships with people. Mm. be comfortable with listening to, to others. Sometimes athletes will come in my office and they'll just talk about their life. There will be no nutrition conversations whatsoever, but after that relationship, they're more willing to pretty much do whatever recommendations that I give them. No questions asked because of that relationship that was built. Same, same thing with the coaches. I mean, they, I think that they, and I'm, I'm really thankful for, um, for head coach, uh, coach Keeler, because if there's ever something that I need to address with the team, if I'm noticing a lot of cramping, a lot of issues mm. like that, I'll, I'll let him know at practice and he'll let me talk to them after like immediately after practice as a group, we will mm. address it right then and there. And he gives me the floor and he's, he's very trusting and not, not all head coaches will allow you that time to speak sure. with the athletes. Mm. So I think relationship is, is really number one. Absolutely. And what about that first time that that somebody finds themselves as a director of performance nutrition? They, you know, worked hard and just like you, you know, they started with, you know, very little on as, as far as the program. And then you built it up into something pretty significant. So what would you say to that first time director that's in the captain's chair, like all your decisions impact a lot of individuals. What's some advice for them? I think, I think it goes back to the same concept that I talked about earlier is no matter what, just leave it better than you found it, whatever that looks like for you whether that, that means making a new fueling station, whether that means bringing on a new team that, that maybe was kind of avoiding the dietitian or the last dietitian or um, whatever it means for you to leave it better than you found it. I think, I think that's where you need to, that's where you need to go with your message and you'll feel better about being a professional dietitian or a strength coach or anything. Once you move on from that job is that you came in, you gave it everything you had, and then that was it. You left it for someone else, but you left it better. Sure. Sure. And, you know, you guys are defending national FCS national champions and congratulations. That was really fun to watch you guys go through that. How different is the sports, like the nutrition aspect of a championship team from July when they're starting camp to late December, you know, early January, depending on the team, but uh, late December runs, like is, does the chain, does it change and ebb and flow or is it kind of just a uniform, like just eat something? <laughs> so I've had phases mm. when I first got here, it was more eat something because we're mm. not eating enough. It was right. more of a calorie goal. 
And then the next phase was kind of make sure we're meeting our protein needs. And then Mm. the next phase was kind of, so it it was kind of adding on to, to that. Mm. So during July ish, maybe off season, we're a little bit more focused on weight and weight goals. Mm. So I know that when, when the athletes hit in season, like when Mm. we start our first couple of games, I actually want to start them a little bit heavier than they normally would be because down, down the line, I can tell you based off of each player, how much weight they're actually going to lose, whether they mean to or not, it always happens at least five to 10 pounds during a season will be lost. Right. So if you're already starting at a lower weight, because the athlete feels great at that weight, they're going to drop further way down that. And then that usually for some athletes will expose them to injuries a lot quicker to illnesses a lot quicker. So I think that off season, I try to target a specific weight with them. So I'll sit down and I meet individually with every football athlete, every single one, a hundred and plus of them I'll meet at least one time. And then if I see them in the hallway or if I see them at the dining hall, we'll sit down and we'll eat together. If I see them out at practice, we'll, we'll talk. And the, I will tell you the, the players that have really honed in on their nutrition and have really figured out how to use it are the players that are starting are the players that hmm. have been able to avoid as many injuries or the players who are potentially looking at a future in, in, you know, continuing continuing football. Mm -hmm. So like I said, off season, a lot, a lot more weight, uh, weight changes, maybe changes in supplements. If they want to start a new supplement, like a, like a fish oil, or, um, we do vitamin D, um, if we're trying to trial, maybe tart cherry juice. When we went to Northern Arizona, because of the elevation, we trialed, um, beet juice, things like that. So just trying, Mm -hmm. trying different things. And then once we get into season, it's similar to strength and conditioning. You're going to fall back on your foundations, mm. right? Similar to, to practice. When you're put in those shaky situations, you're going to fall back to your principles. So that's, that's kind of the same with nutrition is whatever we've put in place at that point. You know, if they, if they got really good at preparing their own meals during the summer, mm. that usually hopefully carries over into, into the season. And then, And then I kind of let them go a little bit. And it's more for me as the dietitian, it's more giving them food, making sure that they have protein, working with our, our director of ops and and his assistant. Mm -hmm. They're, they're awesome. They're, they're have, they have actually let me do a lot more than, than I thought they would, which is great because I have a big say in what foods we need. So it lets me directly, you know, dictate no, in this meal, we need a little bit more protein In this meal, we should do a little bit less carb and this, you know, mm-hmm. let's focus on that recovery aspect. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's just a combination of, of all of that, the recovery, especially for us that we're so deep into basically a second season and we haven't sure. stopped. Mm-hmm. We haven't stopped for however, 16 months, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that far back, but in the fall, we were still of 2020 or I guess 2019, we were still considering having that fall season. So we were training like we were Mm. going to have one and then they decided not to. And then we took a little bit of time off and then went straight into spring Sure. and then came back, started a summer and now here we are again. So 
at, at this point it has changed and it's more recovery nutrition. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Nice. And that's, that, that's, it, it makes perfect sense. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm glad I got you on because you're answering a lot of questions that most of us just wing or that we have like <laughs> an idea, but you like are the, the professional at this. Now, um, what would you say is the biggest, uh, is, is there difference if an athlete gets injured? So like, let's say we have a lineman who's eating a pretty good amount of calories because just to keep weight and they're doing all this stuff and let's say they get injured or does an injury nutrition plan differ? Like, let's say they could get surgery. So they're still trying to recover and everything versus just a healthy athlete in season. Yeah, definitely. So I, um, I was really blessed in, um, and you mentioned it earlier, in working with the the director of the New York Mets, who mm-hmm. who now she just recently took a job um, and is working in Detroit. Okay. Uh, so congratulations. Good for her. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. So uh, so I learned a lot from her in terms of that recovery aspect, mm-hmm. and um, she kind of helped me figure out how to differentiate between just the regularities of the in season versus that recovery nutrition from an injury. Sure. So depending on what, obviously depending on what the injury is and, and the surgery, we do have, uh, we call it like a return to play protocol. Mm. Um, so if, if there's a concussion, for example, so I will, I will get the kids in here and we'll, we'll do maybe an example would be someone who had to get a, a surgery. Mm. I don't know their, their knee, something, sure. something, you know, yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and they, they will typically not meet with me. They'll go through their surgery. Um, and then once they start rehab, that's kind of my flag. Here we go. This mm. is where we start our recovery protocol. Mm. So it is a little different. I don't want them to be making any weight changes at this point. I like my sole purpose is to try to keep on as much muscle mass as I possibly can on them. Sure. Right? right. For the time mm. being. So I really work with them and that is when I really hone in on their protein um, and individualizing that. 
And I'll probably keep it maybe like at a gram per pound, something like that. Um, and then we'll focus on individual micronutrients. So if I can and, and am able to, I'll get some kind of a blood test done so that I can see where we're missing. If they're low in vitamin D, obviously that's going to make it a lot more difficult on their recovery journey um, and in their rehab journey. So I want to make sure that I address that. If there's a space uh, to add a multivitamin, I'll do that. If if there's a space to add maybe a creatine, I'll, I'll do that. So it is it is a lot more in-depth. I will say I have to sit down with them and and then comes the point of looking up, you know, what they can afford, what they can sure. afford to do. Mm-hmm. So that that also comes along with it. But yeah, def- definitely a very different topic with injury nutrition. It's so specialized depending on the injury. Definitely. Now, and, and that's what I figured, but I, that's why I asked. Now, mm-hmm. is it, it keto and paleo, all, like all that, isn't it just like low carb? Aren't they all just the same? And you're. Yeah, you're pretty much you're pretty much hitting it, um, hitting the nail head. They're they're pretty much all pretty low carb, uh-huh. um, which then poses a couple of issues okay. for athletes mm-hmm. because we always teach them that our carbs are our main source of fuel for the sure. body, yep. the long term, short term energy bursts. Mm. So that is that is one of the issues that I have with a lot of them when they want to you know transition over to do something like that. Mm-hmm. There's that education piece that we have to target. And um, even recently, there there was a uh, Gatorade, like Latin American um, kind of uh, seminar, I guess you can call it. It's called mm-hmm. Sports Science Week. And they started talking about the gut microbiome and, and how, you know, a, a ketogenic or like a paleo, like paleo diet would, would affect the overall athletic performance of the athlete, mm. uh, just due to, you know, the lack of fiber that it contains. Sure. And they went down the rabbit hole, of course, that we don't need to go down, but there, there is a little bit more coming out on, on that end. And, um, so typically for my athletes, you, you guessed, right. I, I will generally have them stay away from things like that. I'd, sure. I'd rather teach them how to balance have a good balance of their general nutrition and instead of, you know, resorting to something that has rules. Sure. That's based on rules and what you can eat, what you can't eat. Yeah. Big fan of that. I don't like cutting anything out. No. <laughs> no. Um, now if, if you could pick up the phone and, and call Susanna from five years ago, what would you tell her? Oh gosh. If I could call myself and I, I think I would, I think I would remind myself that I need to have a lot of patience and that I need to understand that things don't happen overnight. Um, and that, that opportunity, man, if I could just tell myself that I was going to have this opportunity and I didn't need to worry about it, I would have lived a much happier, I think time up to now, of course. Right. That is is how life goes, but I think just overall patience and, and knowing that hard work is going to pay off. And, and again, going back to understanding how relationship relationships are really going to impact, you know, how far you make it and, and just your growth of your overall network. No, that's some really 
important advice. I know what it's like to be impatient, especially when it comes to <laughs> life and career goals. It nothing ever works out. It's not linear, and it's always good just to exactly. be patient and just watch it, watch it unfold. Exactly. Now, what's one thing you got coming up in the next year that you're looking forward to? Whether it's nutrition or something you got going on at Sam Houston State, what's something you're excited to implement? Um. Well, hopefully, I don't. I I feel weird saying it, but hopefully, another title. I can't not say it. Okay. Um, okay. Hopefully, <laughs> see, we'll see where that goes. One game at a time, honestly. Sure. sure. Um, I'm actually working with uh, the Gatorade Sports Science Institute right now, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a really interesting piece for them on food insecurity and athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I've, I've just seen it everywhere that I have been. So I've, I've finally been kind of asked to write a piece on that and hopefully record some kind of webinar on food insecurity because it, it does happen with your athletes. It's, uh, it's really difficult to even, even with athletes that have full scholarships, Mm. I'm sure if, if you sit down and talk to them, you'll, you'll recognize that the majority of their scholarship is now going towards rent sure um and you know gas and all of these other things and and really what's left over is money for food right and so when an athlete comes from maybe a family that was lower income or short term planning which is what a lot of our athletes come from mm-hmm. um they're not used to allotting money for food for you know 2 months out so if, if, and I can even, we can even test it if you all would like to, a good, a good way to do that is if you go to your next, you go ask your next group, your mm. next strength group today and ask a couple of them and say, what are you having for dinner tonight? Mm. The majority of them will probably say, I have no idea. Yeah. So that is, that is the perfect example of how, um, of how kind of that, that came about that food insecurity. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to, to get to work on that and, and hopefully have it be a resource, not just to dietitians, but to strength coaches and sports med. It's, it's really difficult to see the athletes come in and say, I'm, I'm hungry because I haven't eaten in however many hours. And I had a class and I had practice and treatment, so I couldn't make it to the dining hall. Hmm. Well, I will ask that of my next group and I'll report back to you. <laughs> let, yeah, you know, let you know, let what, they, know. what they say. Um, now, and I'll go over quickly because I want to be respectful of your time. But when you say food insecurity, is that an avoidance of food or is it just not knowing where the food's coming from or altered eating? What like, When you say food insecurity, what does that mean? So basically it means limited access to food mm. or limited access to, you know, appropriate food that is going to nourish the body. Mm. Um, and if, if you kind of look at our, at our society and if you go into specific neighborhoods, you'll notice that there's a lot of fast food mm. and there's not a grocery store for a, a few blocks or, or maybe within like two miles. Um, so that's kind of called the food desert. And that's, yes, yeah. that's very typical of a lot of college campuses. Mm. Um, especially smaller ones, right? Not, not power five, maybe right. not power five, um, but there's not really a grocery store too close, which means that, you know, a lot of your freshmen, even if they do have a, a meal plan, they might not have a car. Sure. They might not have a ride. Um, they might not have access to that food. 
And so what we're heading towards is fast food. Mm. What our time is allotting us is that fast food. Um, and, and as we all know, that's unfortunate for an athlete, right? right because right. it's probably not providing them with the performance fuel that they're going to be needing. So it, it, like I said, it's kind of the, the rabbit hole of it. Um, but yeah, food, food insecurity in itself is kind of something we, we don't talk about very often. Right. And I think with COVID and you may have noticed it with some of your athletes returning home that didn't have access to dining halls, um, right. that they went home and there was no food or parents weren't used to also feeding, you know, your 300 pound linemen. So it, it changed a lot of things. Right. No, I think that's a, a very good point. And I, I'm glad I asked. That's another one of those things. Like I, I can hear the term food insecurity and I could only assume what it means, but what it, mm-hmm. it actually does. Um, now, what's your social media shout out? Cause you're very active on, on Instagram. And I, th- I think it's a fun, I mean, that's how I found you. And then that's, mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to see what you got going on and see how you're uh, being a, a move, mover and a shaker down there at Sam Houston. So what is your social media handles and a best way to, for anybody to reach out if they want to see what you got going on? Um, so my Instagram, I don't have a Twitter, but my Instagram handle is at Latina sports dietitian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best, the best way to reach out to me is, uh, just through, through the messaging there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do a, I try to during season is a little more tricky, but I try yeah. to do a, like a Q and a every sure. week. Yeah. So yeah. that if you have any questions, even as a strength coach, um, or anyone else listening on, that's a really good place to drop your questions because if you're wondering that someone else is also probably wondering sure. the same. So whenever uh you see that just drop your question in and I'll I'll get an answer as as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. So you hear that coaches she's willing to help you out if you if you go give her a follow and check check in the next time she does a QA. Now I, I like to ask this because I've been lucky enough to <clears throat> hire on a few uh, RDs at some other universities that I've been on and just work with them. What did you eat for breakfast? <laughs> so today is actually, so Thursdays, every Thursday we have our coaches, wives bake things. Yeah. Nice. So, so far, and my <laughs> breakfast goes on for a couple hours. Sure. So, so far I have had banana bread. Uh-huh. I have had a chocolate chip cookie and a protein shake and a banana. Nice. I think I covered all the food groups and some you water, sure of course. Yeah, I absolutely. covered all the food groups, so nice. <laughs> we're yeah. on the right path. Yeah, that's why I, I like to ask the nutritionist about them. Like, well, what do you eat? Like, what, is, what does it look like when you're on the run or you got a big you know, interview or if you're a day-to-day stuff, what, is, what does your plate look like? Oh, definitely. I, I definitely took one of the protein shakes from the weight room. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm sure our strength coaches are listening. I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't need to apologize. I mean, it's your husband and be like, look, I need this. (laughs) I'm working all day. I need this. But um, I definitely want to say, you know, thank you for coming on and, you know, thank you for just having the ability to educate us. Cause I know, 
like I said, strength coach, I know we think we're the smartest people in the room. <laughs> we, we can be with some things, but when it comes to nutrition, we'll just refer to you because you're the expert. And I think you provided us a lot of information on where to get started with, you know, training tables, what it looks like for nutrition and different parts of the season and recovery and overall just what it's like to work hard and build something important. So I thank you for being on the podcast and I'll probably reach out again because I always get inundated with questions like follow up questions <laughs> once people hear once people hear the episode. So uh you know we might have to do this again and be like, hey, like we'll give Suzanne another a shot to come out here and answer some more questions. And overall I hope you, you know, helped a lot. You did help a lot of coaches out and hopefully you there's a few RDs out there listening and getting some good piece of advice too. So thank you for being on the podcast. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really, as a dietitian, respect strength coaches immensely. You all do some of the best work, honestly. Um, I know a lot of strength coaches and I haven't met one really that I haven't liked. So thank you all for for everything that y'all do. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. And good luck defending that title. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash chalk. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.